Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only through our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, who forgot to unmute his microphone like I was supposed to, and then the button wouldn't work. But I am Blake Meyer, and I am here, and it is episode 98. It's crazy to believe we are almost at episode 100 already. Such a wild thing to say out loud, especially, I mean, we started this last September. And here we are, man. It's July, almost to 100. It's looking like probably the beginning of August we're going to hit that magical triple digit uh but as always i am here with my man ryan gilbert how you doing today ryan yeah uh, i'm doing good we got we got some got some actual trade trade season is upon us uh dodgers got hernandez back now they traded for another outfielder we're, we're getting to that trade rumors should be heating up here we're going into into the final weekend it's weird being i think trade deadline what on tuesday it's mm-hmm. weird not being like a friday or not not being like the uh, 31st exactly but it's, uh, it's less than a week away now, so this is when the activity should pick up. And it's crazy to think the first bigger trade. Um, well, I mean, Kike Hernandez was traded. That, that, that's not crazy news. Like he's not the most fantasy yeah, relevant. There player, was talk but... he would be like DFA'd when Story came back. Yeah. So so yeah. It, it is what it is there. But Ahmed Rosario, just like right before we started recording this, uh, got traded from. The Cleveland Guardians to the Los Angeles Dodgers, which I did not see coming. He got traded to the Dodgers, and in return, the Dodgers got or the Cleveland Guardians got Noah Syndergaard. Uh, I mean, absolute fireballer, prime of his career. Yeah, right. Noah Syndergaard. I don't even know why he got traded. I can't imagine the Guardians have much use for him, even with Shane Bieber going to the sixty-day DL. Syndergaard doesn't seem to have much left in the tank as a starter. But Ahmed Rosario makes for an interesting piece going forward because play shortstop, play a little second base. Depending on what platform you play on, he has both eligibilities and uh, outfield too. Does he and have? outfield? I, I think yeah. so. He might depending where you he, play. He has outfield. Yeah, got some speed. Not a lot of power. He can hit for an okay average. How do you feel about Ahmed Rosario moving forward? Uh, uh, yeah, it's, um, he, he's probably looking pretty good in LA. He wasn't, I mean, he's not great. He's rostered in 61% of leagues, which is a lot more than I thought he was, I guess, because it was kind of high expectations coming into the season. And he's a second, second base or shortstop outfield on Yahoo. So those are two you know, kind of shallow or outfield shallow, but yeah, I think, you know, the Dodgers here are just kind of changing up their vibes. Like, like Kike Hernandez is not going to like be a game-changing player but i already saw a a, a a video of him like dancing the dugout getting the guys going before the game like that's that's the stuff that he brings and rosario bringing over another guy like that like someone could be like light, lighting up the clubhouse a little bit change things up and it shows the team that like they're doing something they're they're, they're not going to go out and, and get otani that's possibly the offseason they're not going to make the huge trade but they're following the braves 2021 uh blueprint so far this trade for like three different guys i think they got duval or solaire 
uh, Jock Peterson and and someone else, uh, Eddie Rosario, mm-hmm. uh, that season, and yeah. they went on to win the World Series. So, and the Dodgers have Kershaw coming back possibly in in, in a few weeks. So, they're still the Dodgers. People people kind of wrote them off a little bit with, with the Padres. Padres advancing, Giants being there. People didn't take the Diamondbacks seriously, but, but yeah, the Dodgers are still the Dodgers, and, and they have that they have that good good hitting, good pitching. That they're they're good. Yeah, and Rosario's coming off a year where last year he was a pretty decent fantasy piece. I mean, he had 26 doubles, 9 triples, 11 home runs, and he hit 283, which is a, a second-best batting average of his career. Now, he's only hitting about 265 this year. He's only got three home runs, not much else in terms of other extra base hits. But he's got nine stolen bases, so he's likely to hit double digits. Do you see him having any utility in like 10 or 12 team leagues, or do you think he's just going to be mainly like a 15 team and deeper live got deeper league guy moving forward? Yeah, I, I don't think he's really too fantasy relevant. I don't know where he's going to fit in the Dodger, Dodgers lineup. If he even starts, I have to imagine he'd start if they traded for him, but like, yeah, may, maybe he, he bats, bats lead off bat bat second up there with with bats freeman and can get on base and maybe get some more runs so i guess wait to see where where he starts batting where, where if he starts playing a lot like see that before before you know diving diving right in but i, I mean this does improve his stock if anything yeah, do you think it does anything for for noah Syndergaard, or is he still just going to be kind of a washed up don't roster um, him type of guy Yes, he might might have more chances because the AL uh, Central is a worse division, so it might be might have better streaming options. Maybe when they go against Kansas City, or um, I, I, I think there's worse teams in the AL than, than NL. I, I could be wrong, but yeah, uh, Noah Syndergaard seven sixteen ERA this season, thirty eight strikeouts and fifty five innings. So yeah, that that would be a, a big stay away for me. Yeah, and I think he gave up uh, Ellie's first home run. As well, just probably he was giving up home runs to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think at one point he had like a seven ERA, which is a, a big time fall from grace from yeah. a guy that was I, thought to I be imagine, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, looking at the Dodgers lineup, actually, I imagine Rosario could play shortstop for for the Dodgers. Possibly they have Rojas there now, and yeah, he, mm-hmm. he's not going to hit top of the order. The top of the order is Betts, Freeman, Martinez. And then Muncie or, or Taylor, like, like they have those top guys up there. Plus, plus Will Smith, so he's not going to hit in the top half of the lineup. So that does knock his value a bit. But you know, he has a chance to pick up those runs that runners that are left on base. If someone hits a double, someone you know just moves them over. So, yeah, I still think it's it's, it's a net positive for him. I tend to agree on that one. Um, and then, I mean, sticking in that NL West. The San Francisco Giants have called up Marco Luciano, top prospect. I think he was a, a top, a top, top end guy. He was a top 100 guy for sure, but I think he snuck into the top 30 before he just got called up. Uh, he's a shortstop, 6'1", 178, so he's got a decent frame. And if you check out his fan graph grades, a lot of power. Uh, he projects 70-grade raw power and 60-grade game power which is a big-time bat for a middle infield spot. Now, his hit tool is not the best. Uh, I know this year in AAA, he had a 30% strikeout rate. He was hitting 292, 30% strikeout rate. Uh, and the same thing happened in AA in 56 games, 30% strikeout rate. And he only hit 228. But 
he did have 13 home runs so far in 62 games, which is pretty damn good overall. Um, where would you slot Luciano into your rankings? I know we just did a rankings, uh, a rankings episode last episode. You guys can go check that out. Uh, but moving forward, do you think do you see him as like a, a top 10 guy, top 15, top 20 at the position type of shortstop? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find the stat I saw. I guess it might be here. in the Since June 10th, he's been scorching hot in 11, thir- uh, or 113 plate appearances, 26 games. He hit 306, 416 slugging, or five, 416 on base percentage, 564 slugging. The six doubles, six home runs, 18 walks, and 32 strikeouts. Uh, mostly double A, only been in triple A for about a week, it looks like. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not rushing out to uh, add him. I saw on Yahoo a lot of people were, a lot of people are adding him. Uh, 10,000 people added him today. Uh, so, yeah, he's batting eighth tonight, it looks like, in his debut against Oakland. Um, yeah, maybe he has a little bit of pop, but shortstop is, is just so deep that he's only, I think, relevant in like NL only or 15 team or deeper leagues if it had like middle infield yeah it it gets really hard with these guys that get called up later in the year like this when they play these kind of the overstocked positions because yeah it's awesome that he got called up but i mean we also live in a time now where carlos correa like isn't really necessarily rosterable in a 12 team league and if carlos correa is that kind of like a fringe waiver wire guy? Luciano is not just going to come up and be like an automatic must start rest of the season shortstop. Now, if that power does translate over, then we got a problem on our hands because then we've got a shortstop that could hit 12 home runs for the rest of the season or 13 home runs for the rest of the season. And that becomes like some pretty good find in the middle. He has been primarily a fly ball hitter, and you know we love our pole hitting fly ball hitters, which could play well. But I mean, San Francisco hitters home park. So yeah, I'm. If it's deeper than a twelve team, kind of like we were just talking about with Rosario, if it's deeper than a twelve, I mean a twelve team, I guess maybe I'd take a flyer if you have an extra spot on your bench. But even then, I'm I'm hesitant right now. Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't wouldn't touch them at all. If you want to if you want to see those rankings or you want to hear our old episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our Substack, uh, fakebaseball.substack.com. I got all that stuff on there. Uh, Blake's going to be uploading his rankings, and uh, I am going to be uh, we're going to upload those episodes there, our old clips. So make sure you check those out. And um, we're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. Ton of exclusive content, contests, and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories con- uh, podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being at DGENs. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. SportsGovernPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGovernPodcast.com slash Patreon. And I see you have a, you have a question here. I, I have something else, Blake, to, to bring to you. I am bringing back In Lars We Trust. In Lars yes. We Trust here. Here we go again. We're heading into August. August is Lars Nupar month. It, it, it just is. He, he's heating up. He, he homered today. I think he went three for four. Uh, get in on Lars Nupar while you still can. But you can get Dude, to the question. 
No, I mean, I just want to say I am so in on in large we trust still. And so there's been a lot of like trade rumors between the Mariners and the Cardinals and things like that. And one thing that I saw earlier was a report that the Cardinals want to make a play for Logan Gilbert. And that trade would center around new bar plus and and J-Rod and Oscar in that lineup with Suarez. And that big boy, even, big boy forward there. Oh, that's that. That's JP Crawford leading off. You got to love it. Top to bottom. Dude, I would be so fucking happy if, if new bar comes here, I'm buying a new bar jersey. I don't even care if he's just here for the last half of the year. I'm buying a jersey. Uh, but Anthony said Solera and Rosarena are killing me. I don't know what to do. Thinking of dropping Solera. Thoughts on these guys. I, I know this isn't probably what you want to hear, but you got to ride it out with both. They're both too good to be dropped, even in a 10 team league. I think Solera's mm. got like 26 home runs on the year. And he's a second half player too. So uh, he could very likely hit 18 more home runs for the rest of the year. And the, my big rule of thumb when it comes to dropping guys, well, first of all, just, I'm sorry, a Rosarini. Solaire right may have, may have just been like a hot month lo- looking at his numbers. It's um, he had 12 home runs in May, five in April and March, five in June, and now two in July in 19 games. Like he has, cooled off a ton i don't know if something's happened to his swing i don't know if he has a nagging injury but yeah i didn't think he was worth dropping but now looking like closer at it he hasn't hasn't been good he has one home run in the past 14 days hitting 154 uh three home runs past 28 28 uh days 22 games hitting 220 he could be worth dropping depending depending who's out there i mean it it depends who you're you're replacing him with like if it's a standard 12 team league and you know you, you might have some guys available. It's a maybe if it's a 10 team league, probably, but yeah, it, it really depends. I'm not sure if you, if you can comment who you'd be dropping, we, 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 can, we can answer that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I would consider dropping him. Uh, he said I could try trading him, but I think it's too late to trade. Uh, most standard trade deadlines are like August 17th to leave. So you got a little time. Mm-hmm. I tried to trade him first because Solaire falls into that category of player where if you drop him, somebody else is going to pick him up. And use Solera, like uh, people like that. Use him as a sweetener. Use him as a sweetener. Yes. Do, do a two for one with with Solaire to upgrade somewhere. Good sweetener. And then uh, Uncle Ted, the man is back again. He said, "Pick one: Torkelson, Tristan Casas, or Kirilov." Rest of the season. Never thought I would say this at the beginning of the year. I'm going Torkelson, although Casas has been Casas. I'm, 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 I'm going Casas uh, over, going over the past 14 days, 10 games. Hitting 433 with five home runs in, in the past 36 plate appearances. Five home runs and 30 at bats. Um, two home runs in the past 16 at bats over the past five games, not including today. Not sure what he did today, but um, yeah, I, I think I'm going Casas. Uh, Anthony, DM me and I will hit you with a list of names to mm-hmm. do there. But there's big news in the baseball world if you're a Mariners fan. Cade motherfucking Marlowe. Has been called up. I know he's not like a household name, so like I'm hyping him up a lot more than a lot of people probably think I should be. But uh, he is somebody that had some hype coming into the season in the minors for the Mariners because our uh, minor league hitters aren't necessarily the most robust. But he offered an interesting combination of power and speed. And with Kelnick going down, we needed somebody to help fill in an outfield spot. So they called up Cade Marlowe from Tacoma. And he was supposed to just platoon with A.J. Pollock in the outfield. And then A.J. Pollock went on the injured list. So now Cade Marlowe is, I mean, he's just a man in the outfield. 
His fielding's not that great. If you watched the game yesterday, he took such a bad line on a ball that ended up being a double off the wall. But other than that, uh, I mean, he's played four games so far. He's hitting 333 with a home run and two RBI. Uh, he walked twice today. He has also got a double. He's doing a little bit of everything. And at the minor league level, this year he had 11 home runs and 25 or 25 stolen bases in 69 games. Last year he had 23 home runs and 42 stolen bases. Uh, he's really worked on his plate discipline. So he's had a double-digit walk rate at essentially every level of the minor leagues. And now he's got an 18% walk rate in four games so far. Again, he's a deeper league guy. I can't tell you to pick him up in a 12-team league, although he is now batting every day, but he's at a, he's a bottom of the, the lineup guy, which hinders this value, and he's kind of a wild card. You don't know what he's going to be, but there's some value there. So if you need a fifth outfielder, if you're in a 15-team or deeper league, if you're in an AL-only league, Cade Marlowe is somebody that you should pick up that's very low rostered right now, like under 5% on ESPN rostered, and – he deserves some looks in those deeper leagues. He is 1% rostered and Yahoo's available in all three of my leagues. Maybe I'll take a look if he impresses in Arizona or over the next week. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, if you're in a deeper league or like a dynasty league and you want to take a chance and you're out of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't hate that at all. But the more I think about it, the more I love Newt bar in Seattle. I really do. I think, <laughs> I think him, I, I think, no, I think him really going anywhere getting a change of scenery, hearing mm -hmm. from different voices about like how to tweak his swing. Maybe like Ken Griffey Jr. comes in as like, oh, and like, and like gives him the tip or just anybody like a new voice says the right thing to him. And it just clicks for the whole season. Like it, it clicked for several weeks last season. So I, I mm -hmm. it, he has the potential. So the, I, I, I really like that. Hear me out. You want to like it even more? So Nupar played for Japan in the world baseball classic. Oh, guess yes, who can. works closely with the Mariners organization? Ichiro. That man is around the team everywhere, helping people hit, play the field better, everything. So if you bring Newt Bar in to team up with Ichiro to get like some hitting tips whenever he wants, I might melt that. Oh, that would make my fantasy baseball heart so happy. Did you see that Otani said, uh, or no, A-Rod said that Otani to Seattle makes a lot of sense. I'm here for it. I, it really I does. I mean, I don't. There are people who be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if he wants to go like after each row. Like people are, may might be like, oh, are you trying to like like challenge him or trying to like challenge his legacy mm -hmm. or whatever? But it it would be great. Like following it kind of in his footsteps a little bit. And yeah, it's on the West Coast. There, it gives them. It would be another like superstar with with J Rod and you know whoever else comes up through that system. That'd be. Fantastic. Uh, I, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with Otani, whether it be this week or this offseason. Yeah, I, I mean, that's actually the with Seattle initially was because of Ichiro. It's like a legacy thing in the Japanese culture. He didn't want to like overstep Ichiro out here, so he signed elsewhere because we were like one of the final two teams that he was going to sign with didn't come here. But Ichiro has since talked to him. Apparently that was the report and told him that he is completely okay with Otani wanting to come here if he does come here. And so if that was the only thing holding back Otani before, it seems like a realistic chance. The Mariners are not going to trade for him. First of all, the Angels are not going to trade Otani in the division. But when it gets to the offseason, if he be, if he actually is a free agent and doesn't get re-signed wherever he gets moved to, 
there's a real chance that he could come to Seattle. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm like, I just have like this whole press conference, like with him and Ichiro, and like Ichiro, there's like a passing of the torch. It, it would be, it would be fantastic. Like that would be, that would be fun to say. It would make the Mariners a, a very, very fun team, as if they're not already. I, um, you know, and we're, oh, go ahead. we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, an NFL <laughs> season right around the corner. And Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props. It's available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. So, something else we need to touch on is there is some big name players that are back and coming back. First one would be Aaron Judge is reportedly supposed to come back and join the Yankees on Friday at the start of their series with the Baltimore Orioles. But they did say barring any setbacks, which does make me kind of nervous because they who have says to say that? that they have. Because what if they know what if they announce he's coming back and he doesn't come back and everyone loses their shit? But see, I. I, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of jaded by the Yankees. I, I don't I don't believe anything they say. They said the same thing about Rodon. Rodon was supposed to come back barring any setbacks for like eight weeks. And so it's just it would be one thing if it was like Monday and they said, oh, he's going to rejoin the team on Friday, barring any setbacks because there's still like a week's time, weeks worth of time pretty much between when he comes back. It's literally like 36 hours until he's supposed to join the team. What setback could happen? unless there's still something happening with judge right now that they don't want to just come out and say, because the Yankees right now are they're in like salvage any, any form of anything for the mm. season mode. And so any hope that they can give the fan base to get them to cool out and chill and think like, okay, maybe we could get some decent baseball back here. We got Carlos Rodon sucking and blowing kisses to fans when he walks out the field. Like we need some kind of Aaron judge hope. So we'll we'll have to see uh, if he does come back, though. He has been an even better version of himself this year than he was last year. I where mean, does he where, where does he go in your rankings? We, we just did it. People just listen. People are listening now. The news happened. Where does he go? So he was number six in my rankings before uh, I had said. Oh, that right. That you would... had him. You had him way too high. You were, you were way too optimistic for about him coming back. OK. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, outfield rankings, I'm going to say probably four rest of the season. If he, if he's coming back a fully healthy judge on Friday, uh, I still four. have Acuna Betts, Tatis, Carroll and Tucker definitely in front of him. I kind of have Joey Rod in front of him just because I trust him to have a better second half, but judge probably goes up, up to that him and, and, and that's six. And then, yeah, that, that's, that's where judge goes. I like yeah, that. Where, where, where you had him pretty much. Yeah. Sneaking a little, uh, you, you convinced me, Blake, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. It's only a matter of time. Sneaking a little J-Rod nugget in there. I know he's had like a massive back-to-back games that everybody's kind of got their eyes on him now. Uh, in his last eight games, he has uh, 21 batted ball events. 13 of them have gone for 100 miles an hour or more. That is <sighs> absurd. And then like another three of them have gone for 94 to 99 miles an hour. He's like oh, making man. crazy contact right now. He is. Uh, he's getting pretty unlucky. The batting average still isn't there. I mean, 
three for five today, two for five yesterday. The home runs and the doubles, so the extra bases are coming around. The stolen bases have always been there, so if he can really pick it up these last couple months of the year, there's a lot of people that picked him, obviously, probably first four picks of a draft. He hasn't quite lived up to that this year. He hasn't had a terrible season. He just hasn't lived up to the hype that everybody had. This could be the version of him that we get the rest of the year that does live up to that up to that hype and makes you kind of forget about everything that happened earlier in the year. I would much rather have a guy peak at the end of the season, like when we get into the real playoff push and when we get into the playoffs and the championship and all that, then peak at the beginning of the year and just kind of fizzle out as the year goes on. So if J-Rod keeps making this kind of contact, I mean, he's he might shoot up to a top three outfielder for me again. Uh, and right now I think I had him at eight. So be a big jump for him. And speaking of jumping, I just want to say I'm, I'm very excited about the, those uh, Julio Rodriguez stats there. So I am going to go try try to buy him in, in my leagues. So thank you. You're welcome. I traded for him a couple weeks ago, and it was it had been looking grim for me in my home league. I traded uh, I don't even remember. I traded Adolis Garcia and, oh Adolis Garcia and Joe Musgrove for uh, Julio, and that had not been panning out in my favor. But this is making up for it. Look right at this. now. Look at this baseball savant page. Love baseball. Baseball savant. Average <laughs> exit velocity is in the 94th percentile. Expect mm-hmm. Max exit velocity 97th. Hard hit percentage. Hard hit rate 92. 92nd percentile. Uh, 69th percentile expected batting average. Uh, expected Woba 60th. So yeah, he he's he's still good, and it's only a matter of time before he he gets his power back. Yeah, and it just needs to get a little luckier. Like that expected batting average is nice, but I think he's only hitting like 240 on the season. I think his expected batting average is like 265, so like 25 points higher. So even if he does end the year hitting 265, he's still a 30 30 threat, which is probably going to happen. Uh, Corbin Carroll, I know, just broke the 20 home run, 30 stolen bases, a rookie platform or whatever you want to call it. Uh, which J-Rod did last year and Bobby Witt Jr. So it's a lot of upside there at the top of the outfield rankings. And that also leads us into another guy towards the top of the outfield rankings. Jordan Alvarez is back for the Houston Astros. Same with Jose Altuve. No rehab assignment for him. He's just flat out back. I know we just discussed Jordan yesterday. I think I had Jordan at... Oh, God, I can't even remember now. It's top of my head. Seven. I think I had him uh, for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than likely, he's just strictly DH rest of the year. They're not going to stick him in the outfield at all. Um, did they did, did they say that, or, or is that you speculating? That's me speculating, because I think that's his second injury this year. And at this point, two injuries deep, they're probably going to try and mitigate the risk on his body and not have him uh, have to play in the outfield. I would think kind of like the White Sox tried to do with Eloy and then Eloy just told him no. So who knows how that's going to go, but yeah, here's DHing tonight. So, I mean, I mean, that makes sense with, uh, they have Tucker McCormick and Jocks. Jocks is, is, is really good. He's, he's mm-hmm. he could probably hold on that, hold on that spot. I'm just, I'm, I'm a little bummed for, I said it a couple times now, uh, Yanni or Diaz. I think he's going to be the one that, takes a ding in his playing time with well, Jordan. I think back. if if Jocks cools off, maybe he uh he he fills in there. He could 
because he was like kind of a sneaky waiver wire buy that uh, we've been pushing out there for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Still very low rostered. He's got the catcher eligibility as well, which is cool. And he'd been like a pretty consistent source of power and decent batting average. So obviously somebody like Jordan coming back, none of those other guys matter because Jordan is Jordan and he's going to get his spots. But that I don't even know. Jordan or Juan Soto. Oh, Soto. Soto's got his pot back. He's got his pot back. So I like Soto more. Jordan or or, or Lewis Robert. Jordan. That's that. That's my exact order. I, I have Jordan <laughs> nine. I have Robert ten. I have, I have Soto eight. Sherrod seven. Yeah, that that's uh, Randy Adolis Yelich. All those guys going on o- over them. Yelich home yeah. again yesterday though. He's the man, dude. Like we talked about him yesterday. Like I already doing the research. I already fell in love with him more going into yesterday's episode. But like the more that I've thought about it since then, and like I I edit the audio, so like I listen back to everything. And like when I was listening back to us talking about him again, I just fell more in love with Yelich. And I'm if anybody from my home league is listening to this, you're probably going to get a trade offer from me for Christian Yelich <laughs> just because I I mean. I said I had him at 15, I think, yesterday, or 13 in my outfield rankings. I'm so close to just putting him at 10. I think he's still around there. Jolos Garcia, Randy Rosarina. Yelich might be better than them. Yeah. yeah. He might be. Especially, I think Adoles is hurt right now, which would give Yelich I, no, a little I think, bit I think he was back. Oh, there was also a, a Mike. I think there was a Mike Trout update I saw. Um Yesterday he went through some running drills. Um, Good when your hand is he, hurt. He has a wrist injury, so maybe he just maybe he's just restless. So <laughs> he got bored, so he just went for a little jog and had to to update it. Yeah. Uh, Trout will be the the interesting one when he comes back. It's just a lot of upside, mm-hmm. but also a lot of downside. Uh, if you guys want to hear us break that down a little more, check out yesterday's episode, episode ninety seven on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and YouTube. Uh, fake baseball money, like we got episodes everywhere. We're on like twenty five different podcast streaming platforms. So pretty much, if you could think of one, you're gonna find us on there. You could just look us up, fake baseball money. Uh, and then the last guy to talk about. Uh, for the episode would be Jose Altuve. Uh, again, yeah, guys, that's a lot of upside. Yeah, I mean, I mean, weirdly, we we talked, we recorded this last night, uh, or recorded this before this episode, and uh, so we already did some second base rankings, but we didn't really yeah. include Altuve. We don't think Altuve is coming back soon. So, uh, where, where do you have Altuve rest of the season? He was just activated without any uh, rehab assignment. Um, I can tell you right now. I, I season, didn't have him top. I didn't have him top ten, and really? I think now he. Well, I just completely forgot about him. So I, I think That's he's r- right now probably five, six. He's he spent a lot of the year, a lot more of the year hurt than I think a lot of people realize, which has kind of really dinged his value. And the main reason I know that is because I traded him right before he got hurt mm-hmm. the fucking first time, <laughs> and he's hardly even played in my lineup. Uh, I have him number three for the rest of the year but i likely am going i'm likely going to change that probably to five bet right now i have albies yep Uh, mine's gonna go bet simeon albies catel Marte, and then jose altuve right after that labor corner no love for those guys i got labor luis arias hitting 400 no love for him labor he's not actually hitting 400 
I really wanted him to. Uh, I have Glaber yeah. at six, Horner at eleven, uh, Luis Arias okay. at twelve right now. Um, but I'm I'm hesitant on Jose Altuve because he's good. Obviously, he's put what up good have, numbers yeah. this year. Uh, but the problem is, I was already skeptical on Altuve coming into the year just because he's a five foot four pull hitting fly ball hitter with an 86 mile an hour average exit velocity, which shouldn't play as well as it does. And so now that you put all of that into context, plus the fact that he's like 35 years old, I mean, I'm 35. So it's like, man, he's really young, you know, but like baseball wise, he's older and now he's got back-to-back injuries thrown into the mix as well. A lot of his upside comes from that sneaky power that he gives you. I'm concerned if he still has that power. He obviously still has the speed a little bit. So, yeah, I think top, fifth is a safe spot for me. If he struggles, he'll probably drop to eighth below Glaber and Muncie on my list. Okay, so you have Muncie like six or seven. I got Muncie seven. Okay. So, uh, so uh, this this is uh, this is for. Talon Jenkins, co-host of the uh, Hockey Given podcast, he had a question for me, and he wanted me to pose it to you as well. If you're a hockey fan, make sure, make sure you check that out. I'm on that with uh, Talon Jenkins and Joel Meyer, two Canadian fellows who are uh, quite fun. So uh, check that out if you're a hockey fan or, or a fan of me. But the question is, or he said, players 35 and older should be able to use steroids. I what agree. do you think? you agree i agree i i mean see this is the hard part this <laughs> nobody hate me for this uh obviously the steroid era saved baseball mm-hmm, uh, absolutely I, I grew up uh, barry bonds was my favorite baseball player ever he's still my favorite baseball player of all time God, should be in the hall of fame we gotta, we gotta discuss it we got we, need a, we just need a barry bonds episode then yeah oh dude I'm, that, that I'm is that in. is weird that is weird Growing up, I used to collect every single Barry Bonds card that I would pull out of packs, and then I would spend no, hours don't, don't, and don't, hours. Okay, well, save save it for the Barry Bonds special. <laughs> I'll save it. I'll save it. it might, yeah, it might I, be for might, that that one might be for uh, subscribers only on the Substack. So fakebaseball.substack.com. Yes. Uh, we'll have some have some fun shows like that, and we do some. We should do. You know what we should do? We should do card breaks. I'm so down for that. Break some cards. I, I know you love some cards, so I, I figured you'd love yeah, that. I do. Yeah, but yes, Talon, I, I agree with you. I know a lot of people aren't going to like that, but that's a very Talon esque question too. Like, it I'm is. not surprised I, that he I love that. it. My, my <laughs> I love take, it too. My take is, it, it's it's out there, but if if there was a league that were just like, okay, players can take whatever they want, and the, like they know the risks, they they just like they know the risks of, of what they're doing to their bodies. Like, let them do it. Like, just have like one league like that. And people are like, oh, yeah. just. Have an Olympics like that, people people suggest. Like it's it's obviously the morality of it is 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 not great, but it it, it would be fun. It would be fun for people. I mean, it was honestly the funnest era in baseball. And it's hard to I mean, it's hard to say otherwise, just because who does everybody loves home runs. Everybody loves home runs. So when you have Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire fighting I love a triple. A, you would. Love a triple oh, fucking man. boring ass Brandon Nimmo motherfucker. But anyways, make sure you guys check run us to out. first base on walks. <laughs> you use them long ass legs to walk to first base. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on YouTube at fake baseball money at on Twitch as well at fake baseball money. Do we are everywhere. It's getting hard to keep up with all of it. Uh, follow us on Twitter at 
fake baseball uh check us out on all of the podcast streaming platforms again we are on over 25 different podcast streaming platforms go check that out and if you guys could subscribe to our youtube that would be amazing we're trying super hard to build that up uh we're finding way different ways to grow ourselves on different platforms and that goes a long way to kind of helping us continue to grow get our names out there more and those sorts of things you can check out our writing content at fakebaseball.substack.com check it on the bottom right there and you can follow me on twitter at balake b-u-h-h-l-o-c-k-a-y-e and you can follow me on twitter at r gilbert s-o-p and we will catch you guys next time see ya Oh